Let's begin now. Let's go, baby. Friday night, beautiful sunset. It's kind of a Super Bowl colored sunset. Yes, we have finally made it. I am so happy to be here. I love Fridays, right? There's one. It's the end of the week, the longest week of your life, if you're a Chiefs fan or a Niners fan. And it's Super Bowl Eve Eve. Two sleeps left, Kansas City. I'm more excited for this right now than Drake with a live stream in his bedroom. I'm more excited for this than Rex Ryan walking into a place that only allows pedicures. I'm more excited about this than Tiger Woods walking into a Denny's at 2.30 in the morning in Sarasota. Oh, I'm good. I am excited about this, man. I am here, baby. I am ready for this. I don't know where you're all at. I don't know what your level is. I'm at a 9-4. And I've got two more days, three total shows. Tonight till 9 o'clock. Tomorrow, 10 to 1. And then Sunday, 9 to 1. We're giving you six hours of content tomorrow. It'll be myself from... 10 until 1, and then Chris Unicero from 1 until 3. And I'm back. JT, welcome to a Super Bowl run. This is your first year here. Couldn't have started any better than this. Heck nah. And I got a got the nice new Patrick Mahomes shirt mm. uh, from Christmas, thanks to the girlfriend. I mean, nice. had, had it on. Kids, I was at this, uh, the school I work for, and kids are like, yo, yeah. nice shirt. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, she's, they're like, man, you, you wore it on a good day. I was like, Duh, it's Red Friday. It's Super Bowl Eve Eve. Oh, man. Mm. We talked about this. What day was it we worked together? Was it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Something. This whole week's been a blur. Right, right, right. But we were like, eh, it's early in the week. We're Mm. not there. Man, today, it's just like, all right, we're ready. We're ready to go. Like Travis Kelsey said, we could be playing tonight. We'd be ready to go. That's right. I mean, you could have this game in two hours. I'd be ready to go for it right now. I swear to God, man. I don't mean to swear to him. I promise that. I apologize. Dusty out of pocket with a Drake intro. Come on now. He was really excited in that video. You haven't seen it? I've seen it. Okay. I wish I didn't, but I did. Right. I didn't mean to click on it. It just opened up. That was that was Twitter for you. You know, you get nosy. You're like, why is everyone doing Drake? And you you regret every time you do yep. you I'm like, oh, my God. Yep. Good for him, man. I'm, I'm proud of him. Because if he was like that and he held that in all this time and he just now released that, good for him. He's a he's a humble man. Um, but, no, this is After Hours. We'll have Jay Binkley at 630. We'll have Richard of the Week at 645. We'll have the out of left field question. A lot of this is all Super Bowl themed as this is the time of the year. Fortunately, there's a team that plays in that that's from this city, again, the fourth time in six years. And this is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. JT Noah with you as well as myself, Dusty Likens. Thanks for coming along. If you joined us this morning on Fox 4, I appreciate you for watching as well. Had a good time. That's where it kind of like hit me, right? You walk into that studio, they've got the Chiefs graphics everywhere. Everything is Chiefs oriented. You're listening to the radio and 
you know, the sounds from Vegas all week from the guys from 10 to 2 with Cody Gold and, and Drew. And then Carrington's in Vegas today, as you just heard the drive there. You've heard Brett Veach cuts. You've heard Clark Hunt cuts. You've heard all these sort of things, um, you know, from time to time throughout this week. And, yeah, it's long. It's drawn out. But, man, it's 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 here, right? And, I mean, it's just – I told you last week. And I've had friends, you know, that have reached out and been like, man, I'm really thinking about, you know, putting this together for a parlay. Or I'm really thinking about this for a matchup when I think about this game. And I'm like, hey, it's only Tuesday. We still got a few more, you know, a few more days to go. You need to amp it down. And I told everybody, it's like by Wednesday of this week, you can start to get there. You can start to feel or go back and watch um you know, last year's Super Bowl or the one where they played the Niners and, and what it may be or go, you know, start fishing for stats. But right now, you ought to be there. And you ought to, you know, at some point from today to tomorrow to Sunday, you may not like the song. You may think the song's overrated. But you ought to have Red Kingdom by Tech 9 playing at some point in your life today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Right? And a buddy of mine, he reached out to me. This is a cool story. My buddy lives in St. Louis, and he's got a little boy. He's got, uh, he's got three kids. He's got a little boy who uh, went to school, and he gets a report from the, from the teachers. And the teacher said, good week for so-and-so. One thing that was a highlight was every day he came into class, he sang Red Kingdom by Technot. I believe this kid is four or five years old. He's ready. So if that little lad can be ready to go, everybody should be ready to go. You've had nice weather. It's still 56 degrees. You could go pinky up on a patio with a little pinot on the ground. You could have a little Cabernet, or you could have a nice little sud, or you could just have a root beer float called a Friday night. But where we want to start off tonight is I want to pay some respect to the people that sponsor this show, and that is Jefferson's. Remember, 15% off orders for carryout and delivery with promo code 610sports. Limit one per customer on a $40 minimum order. Jefferson's Good Wings. Crown Jewel is fired the F up. You're right. The Crown Jewel is in the house tonight for three hours. The Crown Jewel is in the house tomorrow from 10 to 1. The Crown Jewel is then back in the office again from 9 to 1 on Sunday afternoon. Let's keep it going. Tonight, I want to start my show off and I want to get everybody ready because I don't think that Chiefs fans are arrogant. I've had enough of that sort of conversation. I don't think you all are arrogant. It's not arrogance if you can back it up. Overconfidence versus been there before, right? Like, the Chiefs have the track record. The Chiefs have the resume. Whatever job or whatever experience you've ever had, there's always going to be someone there that's done it longer than you, and they're going to seem maybe a little overconfident or a little cocky. Sometimes being a little arrogant or a little cocky is good. Sometimes it's not, right? Sometimes it's not. Jamar Chase found out real quickly what it's like to be a little too overconfident. But Jamar Chase hasn't won anything. And the Kansas City Chiefs going to this Super Bowl with the fake narrative, right? The villain part, that's not fake. That's implicated. That's something that people want to see them do, and they've done it well. That's something where, like, you know, the Chiefs' fake narrative is, ah, these guys are arrogant. Their fans are arrogant. No, we're not. It's overconfidence. 
right? And the reason for that is you start with the obvious, and that is it's Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy. Need I say more? I'm a fan of Brock Purdy. I don't think Brock Purdy is a bad quarterback. I think he's one of the better stories the NFL's had in the last five years. And you can roll your eyes, and it might just be because of the time frame that it's the San Francisco 49ers who he plays for, and that's who you play for in the Super Bowl. I don't want Brock Purdy to win. But I I, I don't hate the Brock Purdy, Purdy story, but when I look at the two quarterbacks, and I think to myself, oh, they don't think Mahomes is arrogant. They think the Chiefs are cocky. No, 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 no. They're confident because they've done this before. But I just know what the quarterback can do for a team that this station covers and a city that this team represents and a radio station that I tend to work for in a city that does represent this team. I've watched every single Patrick Mahomes game since he's been in the league. That's six years of football that tend to go into February. So I don't care if somebody's like, oh, man, you seem arrogant. You're just one of those arrogant Chiefs fans. Nah, man, I knew when we were bad. I admitted when we were bad, when they had Matt Castle, when they had times in the seasons where things faltered and didn't work and they had to figure it out, right? But I know this team's good. I know this team's been here before. This team's come back from behind twice in a Super Bowl and won. This team's been a underdog in a Super Bowl of recent of last year and won. And this team, again, is the underdog in this Super Bowl. And again, you go back and it's still confusing. It's Brock Purdy right, who went from, this is how crazy two weeks can go in the NFL. Brock Purdy went from, everybody said, he's good, but he's not great and he's never going to be. Let's not forget he's Mr. Irrelevant. And we went from, oh, no, Patrick Mahomes can not only win at home, he can win on the road. That's where we were two weeks ago. And the Chiefs, And their quarterback, who played the Dolphins, a number one offense, they played the Bills on the road, a top DVOA team, and they played Baltimore, arguably what every single person said was the best team in football who crowned their quarterback MVP last night. And the Chiefs beat them. Not only did they beat them, they controlled them in their house, took them away from their game plan. And San Francisco played Green Bay and fell behind. Lions and got absolutely blitzed in the first half and came back and won. Congratulations to them. But what I ask you is, when you look at the two paths and you look at the two quarterbacks, If the Chiefs had a 24-7 to lead at halftime against San Francisco, do you think there's any way Brock Purdy comes back? The answer is no. But Green Bay's defense isn't Kansas City's. And Detroit's defense isn't Kansas City's. And that was Jared Goff and Jordan Love. And again, I'm not saying those guys are terrible. And I can hear certain people now in the back of their car or in the front seat or driving going, hey, Dusty, did you not remember the Chiefs lost to Green Bay and they lost to Detroit? 
They lost to Detroit. Travis Kelsey didn't play, and Chris Jones sat in a booth next to Horace and Boris. They lost to Green Bay before they had their identity of what they were on offense and what they could be. Plus, if you remember, there's a really bad call at the end of the game that didn't get called. I'm not going to say that that, you know, should have been called or that we're going to argue flags, but there was a little bit of something that could have been called that wasn't. And in that week, Green Bay was better than the Chiefs. I'll give them that. But if this Chiefs team played that Green Bay team today, it's a totally different outcome. They hadn't had their identity yet. And the other thing that I circle back to that's not overconfidence and it's not arrogance and it's not being that guy is the fact that this is Kyle Shanahan who's blown two leads in a Super Bowl. One was 28-3. to The other one was by 11 points. Now, I get it. He was the offense coordinator. But their offense fell flat in that Atlanta offense. We all saw it. We watched it. The Brady effect, right? What happened when Kyle Shanahan played the greatest quarterback in the league with his offense in Atlanta? They faltered. What happened when Kyle Shanahan played Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl just a few years back? They blew it. And now we have this game with a quarterback that's Mr. Relevant, never played in a Super Bowl before, versus a quarterback who's playing in his fourth Super Bowl, versus a coach who's got two Super Bowl rings, been to three in six years, versus a coach who's been to two, blown two leads. But it's minus two San Francisco, plus two Chiefs. This is After Hours. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. That's JT No, I'm Dusty Likens. We'll be right back with Spags and why he's the wizard. This is the type of show that if I was in Vegas and they won the Super Bowl, this type of show I'd go to. I'd go down the street, get one of those chocolate bars, you know? You know? And then I'd go to one of these concerts, and I probably wouldn't have a shirt on. That's probably why I didn't Polo go to Jason Vegas. Kelsey? That's probably why I didn't get to go to Vegas. I haven't talked to the boss about that, but, uh, you know. I feel like in the back of his mind, since my name's always mentioned in a red flag email... It was like, we'll wait till the Super Bowl's in, like, you know, Dallas. He can't get in trouble in Dallas. Wait till Detroit? Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll sit in a Motor City. Super Bowl's in Miami. No, 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 no. Nope, nope, nope. Not going to get sent there. You know what I mean? Dusty from the four, what is that, the 480. Dusty, do you get any weird jinx-like vibes from the fact that most experts are picking the Chiefs on Sunday? Not into jinxes, not into anything like that. When I played baseball and I had to pitch, I would drag my foot through that white line. A lot of people might have thought that was, like, satanic. Um, But I never, you know, never really had any weird jinxes. Never anything. Never wore the same pair of drawers, never wore the same socks, never had a, you know, had to do a routine, nothing like that. Never been into it. I believe in uh, absolutely no such thing as jinx. I just think the better team will win, and I think the better team the entire playoff run so far has been the Kansas City Chiefs. Also, big game coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner. Of the Kansas City Chiefs, get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. Um, Jay Binkley here in about nine minutes. Then we'll get into the Richard of the Week after that. We'll dive more into uh, some Super Bowl talk in the 7 o'clock hour, 8 o'clock. Out of left field question, it's for the foodies. So I know there's going to be a lot of people uh, ready to react to that. Um, but where I want to start off with with this topic 
is that I think the Chiefs have the perfect recipe for success. I really do. I think this is probably the most complete they've been going into a Super Bowl, right? No Mahomes injury. Kelsey is rested, looked more like uh, an elite, all-pro, all-world, Hall of Fame tight end. And the last time they played, he's looked completely different since they got the bye week against the Chargers and the backups play. There's no reason for that. But there is a reason why one of the sayings this year, if not probably, what, I mean, I would say probably the number one saying for the Kansas City Chiefs this year is in Spags We Trust. I don't think there's any other thing outside of that that really kind of sticks out, right? They're not really the team that's like doubted us. Now we're, you know, you know, down but never out. That's let that be San Francisco's, right? In it to win it. Give me a break. But there's a reason why in Spags we trust is the number one saying this year. Because in the first time ever in Mahomes' tenure with the Chiefs, the defense is the number one reason why you are here. No doubt about it. Not a time this year outside of maybe the first drive in Vegas or the first quarter in Vegas when Devontae Adams and the Raiders were kind of doing whatever they wanted for like a few drives and then it was shut down, right? Then I think it was like a 31 to three run for the Chiefs and Spags they trusted. And something that I found interesting earlier today was that their defense is so damn good that it's been been compared to three other defenses that have a very good resume. And according to Bleacher Report Gridiron, only Super Bowl defenses since 2000 to allow less points per game in the playoffs than the Kansas City Chiefs, 13.7 points per game is what they're allowing, are the Ravens, the Bucks, and the 2013 Seattle Seahawks. By the way, that was the 2000 Ravens, the 2002 Bucks, 2013. That was that Legion of Boom team. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Winner, winner, winner. And I hate cliches, and I know they say defenses win championships, but the Kansas City Chiefs in the second half of these playoff games are giving up an average of three. And in the last game they played, the number one offense against the number one defense, right? The Ravens, they're the best team in the world. Mark Jackson, he's the MVP. And the Chiefs broke them. Their defense broke them. They did not run the ball. They ran the ball all year long. Lamar Jackson did not look like an MVP quarterback. Not me saying that. That was everybody saying that. That was everybody's opinion. That was everyone's take. Oh, Lamar Jackson did not look like Lamar Jackson in this game. And not only that, but they flustered almost every quarterback they play. Now, you can have the take of, oh, well, to be honest with you, Miami was beat the minute they felt negative 30 wind chill. Fair. Quarterback still frustrated through an interception. Costly. Josh Allen couldn't do what he wanted to do. Made a bad read at the end of a, at the end of a drive. Could have gone underneath. That's what everybody talked about. Oh, he had Stephon Diggs underneath. Couldn't do it. 
The pressure on Stefan Diggs from Legereus Sneed dropped a wide, or not a wide open, but a, a, a catch that he should make that Stefan Diggs probably makes seven, eight out of ten times. Not one wide receiver won at 100 yards receiving this year, and they played a lot of good wide receiver ones. And when they played Miami twice, shut both of those guys down. And now they'll play against a team that, again, will be another tough task to a defense that's done nothing but prove it. And when people ask you, are you jinxing? Are you overconfident? Are you are you too cocky? There's too much of a track record. Like if Tiger Woods hits a drive down the fairway and spins his club, he's allowed to do that. Why? Because he's won all those majors and all those tournaments, and he's Tiger freaking Woods. Brock Purdy doesn't have the opportunity to go out there on the Super Bowl stage and smile and be like, oh, it's Monday night at 7 o'clock, they do this. And then Tuesday at 4, we do this. Mahomes has all that. The Chiefs defense, they have a track record this year. They've gone against guys like Justin Jefferson, St. Brown, A.J. Brown, Tyree Kill twice, Stephon Diggs, right? Zay Flowers thought he had a chance. Zay Flowers, right? Right onto the narrative. He thought it was time to flex. And then he fumbled his team's chances to go to the Super Bowl, all pun intended. And the one thing that you could do to Brock Purdy is really give him trouble on his right side, which is his strong side, not his blind side. We know Trent Williams on the left side, locked up. You overload that right side and let Brock Purdy see it and see what happens if they can get another quarterback flustered, that's what you'd want. I'd almost rather let Brock Purdy see the pressure and see what happens next than to have him not feel the pressure and get something away and make a play. Jones Karloftis on his right side that he can see. Oh, here they come. Quick read. Oh, I didn't see Trent McDuffie there. That's an interception. We've got to intercept this show because coming up, it's the guy that's probably a little bit more wild than I am right now, and that's Jay Binkley. You hear him, you see him on Twitter at Three Guys in a Garage. You see him on the Character Concerns podcast. He'll be doing a post-game show on Sunday night, probably until 2 a.m. That's JT Noah. I'm Dusty Likens. Coming up next, it's the Beakmaster on 610 Sports Radio. hours pounding through the three-hour show already 30 minutes down only two and a half hours ago then you go to sleep you wake up you hear this voice again at 10 o'clock in the morning you go to sleep on saturday night you wake up again you hear this voice again at nine o'clock in the morning i am going to get probably a total of four hours of sleep i think this entire weekend and that's fine that's what naps are for that's what beer's for speaking of a voice you'll also hear You'll hear this man's voice that joins us next in the postgame show coming up on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show Sunday following the big game. Jay Binkley joins us now in after hours is at 630. It's Bink at nighttime. Jay, how are you, my man? What's going on, Dustman? How are you and JT doing? Uh, JT's pretty fired up. Good. Um, good. He, he, always picked, is. he picked a good year to start working at this organization. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Uh, how are, are you, are you, are you maintaining or are you, are you there? Uh, we're maintaining my friend. We're maintaining. Okay. We're, we're, we're very excited about uh, the weekend. You're much more calm than I am on a Friday night before the Super Bowl. 
I am calm, but uh, it's the calm before the storm, my friend. You're gonna be so it'll, it'll amplify tomorrow. You'll watch a lot of waste management tournament, and then you'll. Oh. And it, isn't that great? How how much fun oh. is that? I love it. I love the PGA being back. I watch yeah. it every weekend. I watch every week from well, it started on Wednesday, and then it's moved to Thursday now. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I love it, us man. Yeah, and just a heads up on the uh, foreplay. Uh, uh, podcast. It's a, a golf. That's not a sexual thing, Bigley. It's a, a golf. <laughs> it's a golf podcast. They had Paige Sporanic on it. No, did they really? They did. They did. It's good. She's uh, she's relatively attractive. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And Patrick no. Mahomes is somewhat good at football. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, so let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about this uh, little matchup. Right. This is the Super Bowl. This is the biggest game of the year, and I have to think. When you start with advantages, you have to think about guys that have been there. And when I peel that back even more, I think about guys that are going to be around the football a lot and more often than others. And I go to the quarterback position. I'm a fan of Brock Purdy. I think he's got a good future. He was good enough at Iowa State. He's been good enough for the 49ers. Is he good enough, Binkley, to shock the world and beat the Kansas City Chiefs? I don't think so. He makes too many mistakes down the stretch. I think this defense takes advantage of mistakes, and I think he'll be pressured. And when he's pressured, it's not good. And I think the Chiefs will and Spagnuolo will dial up pressure for Rock Purdy. I do like him, though. I can't wait for the 30-for-30, 30 30, Dusty. Yeah. That uh, Why every team in the league passed on Brock Purdy, including the 49ers, till the seventh round. Yeah. Uh, why did everybody pass on a guy? Because everybody looks at quarterbacks. They spend all their time researching the quarterbacks, their previous girlfriends, talking to their coaches, you name it. Mm-hmm. But yet they didn't figure out Brock Purdy could lead the team, which is insane to me. So can't wait for the 30 for 30 on that, how he slipped by everybody's. Uh, but still, he makes too many mistakes down the stretch. Do you believe in this take that I had tonight that I understand the left side of that offensive line for San Francisco is going to be locked up? They have the best left tackle in the game. There's no secret in that, right? But why not just load up the pressure on the right side where you make Brock Purdy see it, right? Some people, when they see it coming, they they falter. And I, and I go back to that, and I'm not saying his offensive line is terrible, but the right side is significantly less superior than the left side. There's no if fans or butts around that. And I, I wonder, because you go back to the the Tampa Bay Chiefs Super Bowl, where as soon as Mahomes saw pressure, he bailed, right? He ran for what was it, like 200-plus yards uh, yeah. uh, behind the line of scrimmage. Can you kind of see that kind of happening with the with the 49ers? Like, Spags almost be like, hey, I'm going to tell you that I have pocket aces before the flop. I don't care what you bet. <laughs> this is what I have. Let's see how you react to it. Yeah, I think he's going to do that. I think he's going to blitz from all different directions. I think you're going to see Nick Bolton blitzing from the middle. I think Leo Chanel, when he comes in, will blitz uh, from wherever he's at, and I think you'll see a lot of secondary blitzes. I think they're going to try to confuse Brock Purdy. It's something Spags does, and uh, he was able to confuse Tom Brady, so why can't he uh, confuse uh, Brock Purdy? I think that's uh, you know pretty simple to think about, uh, how much he douse pressure from all different directions. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen Brock Purdy at the end of games. Obviously, we all know the 49ers won in 31 in Shanahan's last uh, – 31 games where they've had a, at least a five-point lead in the fourth quarter. Mm. And, yes, it hasn't changed in the uh, in the postseason here. But typically, when they're behind, they stay behind because they'll they'll throw interceptions like Purdy did against Bynum uh, for the Vikings. He threw two picks at the end of the game when they had a chance to win the game. 
the last big defense that Brock Purdy played was the Ravens defense that he threw four interceptions with. Yeah. Uh, ended up sitting the rest of the game because the game was over. Ravens technically had a better defense than the Chiefs by how much that's you can get into the semantics of that. Yeah. But how do you see the Chiefs really putting pressure on Brock Purdy? Like, where are the strong points for the Chiefs' defense against the weak points of the San Francisco 49ers starting quarterback? Well, I think they can. And it goes back to last year when the Chiefs put up 529 yards, 400, or, uh, 44 points mm-hmm. um, against the 49ers. And they had McCaffrey at the time. It was Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback. So let's put that out there that it was him. But uh, the Chiefs aren't afraid of the 49ers. And uh, shutting down number one receivers, something they do with Jerry Sneed, with Trey McDuffie, shutting down Brandon Ayuk, hopefully Debo Samuel in this game. I think the Chiefs can have an advantage. Chiefs are the fourth best uh, pass defense mm-hmm. in the National Football League for a reason. They're number two in total points. They're number two in total defense. Number two in sacks for a reason. This defense is the only defense not to give up at least 30 points this year. 27 is the high mark against this defense this year. So I absolutely love the way this defense is playing. I also bring up the point that there's a little bit of similarities with this matchup to me, similar to the matchup that we saw in the AFC championship game, not roster wise, not like, you know, roster V roster, but in a point of pressure V pressure, right? Mahomes pressure is just basically like, can he just keep winning rings to get closer and closer to Brady? That's not really a ton of pressure, in my opinion, towards anybody who's going to play for another 10 years and who's already won two. It seems like the immense amount of pressure is on the other side of, can Kyle Shanahan finally win the big game? Can Brock Purdy prove to the world that he can be a championship quarterback? Can the 49ers beat the Kansas City Chiefs who just continuously go to the Super Bowl and win? And we saw this happen in the past when teams would play the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl And not a lot of times would they win. The only time they lost was against Eli Manning twice, and they lost to Nick Foles in the the Philadelphia Eagles, which was a bizarre game for them. I think we can all say that. That can happen. But don't you feel the same vibes? Like there was a lot of pressure on Baltimore to win that game, AFC Championship game, hosting it, Lamar Jackson MVP. This is their year, and we saw what happened. Kind of the same. Am I not wrong or right about this with San Francisco? I think it's good. I think it's good the Chiefs went on the road in Buffalo and won, went on the road in Baltimore and won, and they'll go on. Well, it's it's the road still in Las Vegas, even though True. they've never lost in Vegas. Mahomes 10-0 and 0 indoors, uh, to be honest with you. I think it's a good matchup for the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, like I said, like they went to San Francisco last year. That was my favorite win of last year when they put up 400 and, uh, or 44 points, 529 yards, and uh, schooled the 49ers. But I have, I have no worries. You know, I have no worries about Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel. Christian McCaffrey does concern me at times, but this right. Chiefs uh, run defense has been so good this postseason, so it concerns me less than going into the postseason. So you and I are very similar when we watch these games. We try to pinpoint one, maybe two matchups that we'll watch throughout the game. What are one to two matchups you're watching with this Chiefs team versus 49ers team in Vegas on Sunday? I think Kristen McCaffrey, the fact that they're 18th against the run during the regular season, they've been different uh, in the postseason. Obviously, having Nick Bolton back helps out. Having Drew Tranquil out there, uh, Leo Chanel out there as well helps this run game. But if they can bottle up Kristen McCaffrey, mm-hmm. if they can stop the six, seven, eight-yard runs or him breaking away for a touchdown or catching a ball out of the backfield in third and four and picking up seven yards, uh, that's a big thing. But spying, uh, not necessarily spying Brock Purdy, even though he's a pretty good runner. He's a better runner than people give him credit for um, and can scramble. But stopping Christian McCaffrey, I think that's the uh, that's the number one goal for the Chiefs. 
You can't save Patrick Mahomes. Who wins Super Bowl MVP? Uh, Kelsey. Okay. I think Kelsey's the leading receiver in this game. It could be Rasheed Rice, but I think it's going to be Travis Kelsey. No Isaiah Pacheco love. You know what? I, I would take an Isaiah Pacheco anytime touchdown, but I think Travis Kelsey will end up with the yards. He seems to have, when him going against George Kittle, he wants to uh, prove himself, and I'll take Kelsey. Okay. Um, you'll be on Sunday post game. You've got the character concerns podcast. You got the draft coming up. It's the best time of the year. Binkley. Um, I can only imagine that you've got to have a special, a special brew that you'll, you'll have if the chiefs win the Super Bowl. Is there any sort of maybe like a, is, does Binkley dive into the champagne or does he have a bourbon yeah. or something like that? Or is it just strictly like a, a chocolate oatmeal stout that you just enjoy with another victory and, and, and sit back and relax? Wasty Spomani when it comes to champagne, but beer, uh, <laughs> Boulevard Irish Ale is out now. So Boulevard Irish Ale is something I have in stock. Okay. It is something I will be drinking this weekend. Hey, if, man. If if they win. If they win. If they win. That's the, that's the big one. Hey, we'll be. But I'm uh, waiting. I'm waiting. We'll be tuned in, and I'll promise you if they win the Super Bowl, I will call into your show on Sunday night, and we will have ourselves so. a conversation, and, and hopefully we're enjoying uh, a third uh, Lombardi trophy underneath Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and a fourth. And franchise, then we're getting up there, man. You're you're getting real close to greatness if they if they get a fourth in the franchise. Well, I'm hoping so, man. I'm hoping this dynasty. That I think they're in the middle of the dynasty right now, so hopefully it continues. And I hope that you and I are talking on Sunday night. No doubt about it, Binkley. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, and we'll talk to you on Sunday with the, hopefully a Chiefs victory and have a good Friday night. All right, brother. Take care. That is the Bink Daddy. That is Big Daddy Bink. Somebody who's always kind. Someone who's never said something that I've had a problem with. There are people that do that. And those people get called the Richard of the week. When we come back, JT Noah and I both agreed on this one. By the way, it's a former Denver Broncos who gets to be crowned this week's Richard of the Week. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. <laughs> Avicii vibes, R.I.P. I know this isn't him, but it's, that's what I think of. I was about to say, we're going back on to artists that have died, JT. No, 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 yeah. What did he have? Uh, ceilings? Is that what, or Levels. Levels is what his, like, his song was. I remember watching that one night at, like, midnight, and I was like, oh, my God. There's a reason why it's probably good I didn't get into this sort of genre of music. Um, Binkley and the host, formerly known as the Dirty Werewolf, my dudes, best guys on the station. Oh yeah. Um, somebody asks uh, on the text line, "Hey Dusty, can you get Carly Ritter's opinion on the weather for the Super Bowl and who it benefits more?" Thanks. Well, it's a dome, uh, but she is confirmed she will join the show Sunday as she's done all throughout the playoffs. So we'll have her on Sunday plus every single one of your hosts and producers and predictions and all sorts of stuff uh, that we will do on Sunday as that will be the big time show there before the game tomorrow. We're back on the air at 10 o'clock until one o'clock. And tonight we're on until nine. And when you say uh, producers, you mean full time because I've never got a phone call. So yeah, 
You want to have a phone call? That would be fine. Okay, we'll get you on. Oh, my gosh. You go. You're in. <laughs> that makes my Sunday right there. It makes You're it in. even better. We'll call you on Sunday. Let's go. We got four hours, baby. We're oh, on let's from go. 9 to 1. I'm always, I'm always commenting under. I'm like, hey, listen, my, my, my score prediction right here, Dusty. That's right. <laughs> and don't be a Rob and pick the other team because otherwise everyone will start to hate you. Yeah, but Rob likes to be the villain. He does. He enjoys it. At least he's not a Richard, but that's what we do on Friday nights. Let's get into the Richard of the Week. Say what? Shut up. My consorting with a known felon. Shut up, Richard. That. Shut up, Richard. You did it. Yes. Oh, Richard, I'm so happy. All right, it's February 9th, 2002-4. Like the North Star, some things are true, and they just always tend to happen. Some people will say relationships fall into your lap. Some people will say good fortune will come to those who wait. Some people will say money buys happiness, and I will tell you that every week you will find someone who's just a Richard. And that's why we do this. We bring those people to light. And this week is a former Denver Broncos player named TJ Ward. And he had this to say about your Kansas City Chiefs and his Denver Broncos. I wish this team, I wish we would have played these guys. Yeah. Like Pat Mahomes, that's what irks me is because, like, dude, we used to beat y'all ass. <laughs> like, really. <laughs> so all this little Chiefs stuff, it's cool, don't get me wrong, but I'll never root for a Chief, a chef, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one more time. I wish this team, I wish we would have played these guys. Yeah. Like Pat Mahomes, that's what irks me is because, like, dude, we used to beat y'all ass. <laughs> like, really. <laughs> so, all this little cheese stuff, it's cool, don't get me wrong, but I'll never root for a chief, a chef, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stupid for one, Richard for two, idiot for three. Not sure why you'd want to play this team, and I always go back to what was the Tiger Woods documentary when they did it on HBO. And I go back to a little quote that this guy said that he told on the documentary that said, you know, it's interesting. People would come up to me and say, oh, I would love to have one shot at Tiger Woods on Sunday in the red shirt. And he said, and I quote, the blank you do. Right. And the problem with this is that You can sit there on Radio Row, and you can be a former player, and you can say, oh, we used to beat your all's ass. Maybe, maybe, but there's no way that you can have that take when you were in Super Bowl 50, and this is Super Bowl 58. Patrick Mahomes wasn't even in the league yet. Patrick Mahomes beat a Denver team as a backup quarterback in the first time he ever played In the NFL, Patrick Mahomes has been to his now fourth Super Bowl. He's won two, lost one, and has a chance to win his third. And I always tell people this. I went to college with a kid who's a Ravens fan, and he was on his Facebook, and he was all this tagging all his former, you know, colleagues and all his former student friends saying, bring that heat, bring that heat. I want to hear the trash talk. And all I responded with was, be careful what you wish for. Because what happened? 
You forgot who you were playing. You forgot who's the best damn quarterback in football and who's been the best damn quarterback in football for the last six years. Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six. I get it. I understand that Lamar Jackson won the MVP this year. I understand that Aaron Rodgers had won it in two years and Patrick Mahomes starters. And Patrick Mahomes won the other two. I understand. But what I don't understand is why someone who is now sitting on their ass, who doesn't play football, who hasn't played in this year's or this league's football that's completely different from four years ago's football, thinks, oh, I'd love to play them. And then, and then you've got to go on record and say the chefs. And that's a fake laugh for whoever is sitting there with the interview. That's not real, TJ Ward, this week's Richard of the Week. I understand. Oh, I hate the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. That's right. What does Mitch Holt to say? You can not like the Chiefs. You can hate the Chiefs, but you got to respect the Chiefs. TJ Ward, Richard of the Week. Not only that, Denver Bronco. Not only that, no longer playing. Not only that, armchair quarterback. Oh, we'd love to have a crack at that. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Because Miami wanted a shot at it. Tyreek Hill got two of them, fell short. Buffalo finally got the Chiefs at home. They got their shot. They were throwing snowballs. They were having fun. And then they were angry little trolls throwing snowballs at grown-ass men, which I understand people are going to do that. It is what it is. They still did it. You can still use it as a talking point because they did it. And then Baltimore, they got exactly what they wanted. Oh, they got the Chiefs. They got the Chiefs in their hometown. They got the Chiefs in the AFC Championship in their own stadium, on their grass, on their whatever, and that exactly happened the way that it happened. The Chiefs went in there and they won. Be careful what you wish for. Stop giving these people ammunition when you don't have anything to fire first. Because if you're an experienced player that's retired, you want to say, oh, yeah, I'd love to have a crack at him. You don't hear Ray Lewis saying that. You don't hear those 90 Steelers defenses players saying that. You don't hear people that played 10 years ago other than T.J. Ward saying these sort of things of, oh, I'd love to have a chance at this team today. Are you sure about that? You sure about that? You want a shot at this team? I'm going to tell you why you don't want a shot at this team. Because what happened is one team poked the bear and changed the entire system of this team, and that was the Cincinnati Bengals. Since that game, since the Kansas City Chiefs changed up everything, they became a new team, and they're not the team that you think that they are. Oh, yeah, they're vulnerable. Are they? You sure? TJ Ward, this week's Richard of the Week. Eat some crow, sit back, and enjoy the game. And I mean, like you said, the laughter by the guys that are uh, hosting yes. the radio show or uh, podcast on Radio Row oh, it's was bang. so it was so bad. Like they 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 are a part of this. Like it is so bad. And for him to go chefs, like come on, like wow, we haven't heard that before. That like, thanks, like wow. Andy Reid made fun of it on a commercial. I hope I hope someone said this to me, and I, I can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. I hope if we win on Sunday. He wears a chef's hat in the parade. Mm. Oh, man. Look at that. We got Chef chef Andy Reid in the kitchen cooking. Chef Boy RD, Chef Boy Andy Reid. Dusty, can you see what's up with my free pizza I won this morning for being the 15th caller? I called at 845 a.m. It was for the other place. I was supposed to get the email. Thanks. I have no control over that, but uh, I'll bring it up on the air. So, Crown Jewel, Richard of the Week Rants. There you go. That's from the 913. This is After Hours and 610 Sports Radio. On the other side... Why the Chiefs' continued success is different than any other year that they've been successful. I'll explain why that means, what it means, on the other side. You're listening after our 610 Sports Radio.